Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. I'm the founder of Thrive Life and Business and I'm on a mission to help you become your own coach and truly lead in life and in business. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish there was a space where we not only talk about the inner work, but we actually do it together? Well, guess what? That place exists over in my group membership, Thrive Together. Inside Thrive Together, we meet most Mondays to plan out our weeks and each month we run a workshop and group coaching session as well as bonus private podcasts and monthly focus and intention setting. Let's be honest, you can listen to all the podcasts in the world, but will you do the inner work? You can join today and you can cancel any time. Once you're in, you have full access to all of the replays from the previous group coaching and workshops, ranging from being decisive and people-pleasing all the way through to overcoming your inner fears and getting out of your own way. So sign up anytime and do any of the workshops at your own pace. Simply sign up on my website at www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout or head to the link in the show notes of this podcast. Join today, cancel at any time, and let's start doing the inner work together. Hello, welcome to episode 58. Old ways of being will not serve new ways of becoming. But before I dive into today's episode, I just want to say thank you so much. I released a visualization in episode 57 which I recorded straight after episode 56, almost like as an accompaniment to that. Have I said that right? I hope so. And I know that it's been received by a lot of you so well because you've told me. (laughs) I can't tell you how much I appreciate when you come back to me and say, thank you for recording that. Here's how it helped me. This podcast is my little space, my little home that I share with you. And so when I hear back from you, that is the kind of two-way conversation that I wanna be creating here. It's lonely on this side of the microphone. So when you speak to me, when you tell me what you've done with the information that you've heard in any episode, it's really, really helpful and really lovely. But that one in particular, that's the first time I've ever shared any practice of that nature with the world. These are things that I'm doing indoors all the time. I'm up to all sorts of witchy shit, (laughs) as my husband would say. But when you share stuff like that with the world and when it's a first for you, you all know, you all know those little pangs of nerves that come. So good to hear from you. And I'm glad that that served you. And if it did serve you, by the way, do not hesitate to share it with a friend. A lot of the time when something resonates with us, when we're like, oh my God, that was useful to me. I know this from working with my Thrive Together members. We feel like we're alone in the way that we feel. And that is so not true. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to any of you who are here, who are listening and who are committed to not only listening, but also implementing some of the things that we talk about. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Old ways of being will not serve new ways of becoming. Now, as we head in to Christmas and the new year, we get ready for that. I hear, and I'm sure you do too, we hear so much around goal setting around New Year's resolutions, around, you know, planning 2022 being the best year, all that stuff. And you know that I love goals. And I love goals that feel like they're pulling me forward. I love goals that feel sticky and attractive. I love goals that help me to become, not only to achieve an external result. But I have also grown over time 
to also like endings. And I know that sounds really odd to say, but I do. I like the opportunities that endings provide us. And that could be the end of a day, the end of a week, the end of a month, the end of a year. It could be the end of a journal. Um, or it could even be the end of a way of being or the end of a relationship. Regardless of what it is, too often is we're very, very quick to move on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And we push away or avoid reflection. Because a lot of the time, reflection doesn't just bring up the, the good stuff that we've got to look forward to. Reflection can also bring up some of the things that, you know, the shoulda, woulda, coulda. I'm a massive fan of self-reflection. I find that any successful person that I know, success being defined that by themselves, of course, they are all committed to reflection. And I've mentioned this in other episodes. You look at the way that the army even operate when they come back from a mission, they will always reflect what went well, why, what didn't go well, why, because all the time we're looking for what do we replicate because it went well, or what do we change or improve because it didn't go so well, and I find that for a lot of us, when it's a case of reflection, what can often happen is we attach judgment to that reflection and then feel shame, so oh, that didn't go particularly well, now I feel bad about it, now I am bad. And it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to attach your self-worth to reflection. You can use reflection as a tool to be able to look back, see what you wanna do more of, less of, or different. And that's just the thing, in life and business, my mission is to put you in that driver's seat. However you work with me, whether it's listening to this podcast, joining Thrive Together, working with me one-to-one, or if you wanna sign up to my program that I'm releasing in January called Do The Thing, that information's gonna be out on that soon. I'm here to help you be your own coach. I'm here to help you navigate your way through the challenges of life and business with grace in a way that makes you feel empowered. And I am here to help direct you towards your own desires in an empowered way. And all that said, a practice I encourage with my own clients and members is a practice of reflection and releasing. And having done this work with myself prior to this episode, which to be honest is exactly what's prompted this episode, <laughs> is I wanted to share with you my findings in the hope that it inspires and empowers you to do it for yourself. So this is pretty standard practice for me. Normally at the end of a day, week, month, year, whatever, I will do this ritual, if you like, of reflecting and releasing. And in the next episode, I'm gonna be talking to you about the lessons that I've learned in business this year. But today, I just wanna share with you what I want to let go of, what I wanna release, in the hope that it encourages you to do the same. And what you'll hear a lot of from me in today's episode is what I am intentionally choosing that I don't want to carry through to the next year with me, what I'm letting go of. And as I'm sharing my own examples today, I hope that you can listen and start to think of ways of being and doing and working that no longer serve you and then start to let go of them. So let's get in. Firstly, I wanna share this. I wanna talk quickly about why we're so keen to set New Year's resolutions without looking at what we need or would like to let go of. And I want you to visually liken it to your wardrobe. Imagine that your wardrobe is jam-packed full of stuff. Stuff that you don't wear anymore, stuff that doesn't fit properly, stuff that has holes in and is worn, and maybe stuff that you do wear too, but you don't like. Just shitloads of stuff, right? Sometimes we are so keen to hold on to old ways of being because while we know that they might not be serving us, they're comfortable. We know them. 
your wardrobe's chocker, right? And you want to feel better. So setting New Year's resolutions without clearing space is like buying more stuff and adding it to your wardrobe that's already chocker. So when we set intentions for the upcoming year from a place of already full, we're still storing some of the shit that lives inside us. So some of the old stories that are on repeat, some of the limiting beliefs that we have, some of the habitual behaviors that are going round and round and round. And without releasing them, without doing this part of the work, we're basically adding to that already chocker wardrobe with lovely new stuff that we're really, really bought into. But then in January, we wonder why we go back to our holy jumper it's, it's there. And this is the reason why it's easy to reach into your wardrobe and pull out your old shitty stuff if you haven't gone through the process of releasing it. I hope that example serves you. <laughs> it's the best one that I could come up with. Normally my examples are around food. So me like stretching that out to a wardrobe example is pretty impressive. Anyway, <laughs> that's the thing. If we fill ourselves up, if we don't take a moment to reflect and release, then we're not leaving any space for new things to come in. If things are cluttered, if your life is cluttered, if your wardrobe is cluttered, if your mind is cluttered, then there's nowhere to deliver the new things that you're setting intentions for. So what we tend to do is do a physical declutter, but the same goes for your inner world. As you get rid of that old shit that no longer serves you, you're also letting go of the thoughts and the beliefs and the stories and the behaviours that don't serve us. When we cling to them, and I want you to grip your hand now as if you're clinging, you see when you're clinging, you've made a fist and that fist is closed. You can't then be open to receiving more of anything better, more of anything new. So I hope that I've given you enough to <laughs> convince you to join me in reflecting and releasing. It's such a beautiful practice. And I'm going to head into what I have found within myself now that I want to reflect and let go of. But even if you've just got to this part in the episode and you're like, do you know what, Nick, I don't really need to hear your examples. I get it. I'm bought in. Well, then that's fine by me go off now and go and let go, go and do a practice of reflecting on the year, thinking about the thoughts, habits, behaviours that no longer serve you and go and commit to letting go of them. That would be so amazing if you've got to this point in the episode and you're like, yeah, okay, sold, I'll go ahead and do it. And by the way, if you're a Thrive Together member, this episode, I think I'm going to release it on Wednesday, the 15th of December, on Thursday morning, the 16th at 6.30am, you're going to be coming to an, in yes, I said a.m. You're going to be coming to an intention, a uh, festive intention setting ritual with me in the morning. And we're going to be doing some releasing work in there. So you've got that to look forward to. If you're not a member and you're listening to this when it comes out, join. It is such an epic place to be. Anyway, without further ado, I am going to be releasing key things from this year and I want to tell you about them in this next part of the episode. So let me dive into that. The first thing that I want to release and let go of is the need to control and micromanage. Now, I did say earlier on that this reflection work and this releasing work, what we don't do is do it and then judge ourselves. So I am very compassionate with myself when I'm going about this. And one of the things that came up as I was exploring this with myself is the reminder to myself that I began this business, Thrive Life and Business, I launched it mid-pandemic. 
when all that was around us was fear. Even if, like me, you completely disengaged with the media, you didn't watch the news, you didn't read, that's what I chose to do anyway. And even then, the fear was all around us it was all we could see. We were locked down and you just couldn't get away from the fact that life was completely different. And I recognise now how many times last year I have not done something or I've done something half arsed because I was scared to say something wrong, make a mistake, take the wrong next step. And seeking this level of high standard is not anything other than running away from a hypothetical outcome that may never happen. It's easy for our minds to catastrophize. And I know that you'll be able to relate to this. It's easy to think about the worst possible thing that could go wrong and jump straight to there. It's easy to jump to that end outcome, especially when you're taking bold action in life and business, which I'm gonna be honest, I have. In the last 18 months, I have taken more bold action than I ever have in my entire life. So, I'm not saying any of what I'm saying, condemning myself or feeling bad about it. Please rest assured about that and I want you to do the same. But what I've noticed as I've been navigating this myself is this is what I found leadership to truly, truly be. I'm looking outside my window and I can see a fucking huge rainbow, um, which for those of you who don't know is a massive sign that my mum's energy is with us. Um, I'm gonna explain this before I move on. On the bottom, my mum is a paperweight now. So her ashes are a paperweight inside a paperweight. And we didn't know this, but my mum, my mum arranged for that to be the case. And um, on the bottom of the paperweight, engraved into the bottom of it, she had arranged for it to say, look for me in rainbows. So that was a lovely surprise considering that when my mum passed, all we ever saw was rainbows. And as I'm talking to you right now, all I'm seeing is this big, massive, bright, illuminous rainbow. So let me get back to where I was because I have lost myself in that gorgeous moment. Um, what was I talking about? Leadership. I was talking about leadership. This is what I've found true leadership to be. Making moves that are aligned to what you desire your success to look like. Aligned moves. Even when you don't feel ready, even when you're shitting yourself a little bit, even when all of the thing, it's the fear that people will reject you and the implications if they do. And if like me, you run a business, the fear of those implications extends to financial implications, all of the things, you know, it's, it's really, really real. And this is where I can see this micromanaging and this need for control came from. And then when I explore that a little bit further and I go, okay, well, for me, what did this micromanaging look like? What did this, this sort of controlling look like? What I then noticed is the amount of fucking noise that I created in my own mind that was really unnecessary, like really unnecessary. Noise in my mind for me is the most distracting and disempowering thing. And I'd love to know how you feel about this because I know for me, my one-to-one -one clients and my Thrive Together members, what they love about the space that I hold for them is that judgment-free zone of being able to explore the noise in their own mind, to become conscious of it, to be to look at it objectively and then figure out their way through it. And that's the space that I hold for myself. And by noise, specifically, I mean the fear thoughts, the what-ifs, the scroll that you're justifying just because you wanna avoid doing the thing. See what I did there, by the way? Do the thing is my new program that I'm launching in January and has been born from these personal realizations and my special skills and personal work 
of being able to guide you to navigate your way through your fear. And going back to what I was saying, (laughs) you're avoiding doing the thing because you're listening to your fear thoughts, you're listening to the what ifs, you're listening to the noise. You probably know the noise that I mean. And you probably agree with me that it's not empowering, but why do we do it? So many people will let me hold space for them and then be like, why do I do it though? I'm frustrated because I've I've just navigated through it, but why am I doing it in the first place? And the biggest reason that I find that we allow the noise to happen is because it carries a false benefit. Let that sink in for a minute. Allowing that noise and allow yourself to follow the fear thoughts, the what if thoughts, it carries a false benefit. The more we focus on the negative, the chatter, the what ifs, the fear, although it does feel frustrating to be stuck, it also carries the false benefit of keeping us safe in inverted commas. Because by placing all of your attention on the chatter and all of your attention on the fears and the what if, you get the false benefit of not doing the thing that requires courage. Me too, by the way. So back to releasing. I release now the need to control, the need to micromanage, the need to be certain, the need to be sure, the need to be my driving force to be pressure. And as soon as I have done this releasing work, and I mean as soon as I've done it that same day, because I did it in the morning, already releasing this control has led me to saying no to opportunities that are no longer a fit for me. And I already am starting to create that space that has led drawing in the people and the opportunities that are aligned, that do fit, that are energetically a match. It's a mutually beneficial match, you know? And I'm truly, truly a great believer in, although it's scary to create a void, although it's scary to say no to things that no longer fit, unless we create that void, there is no space, like I said earlier in this episode, for new or better to come in. And I really, just to finalise this point, because I'm going to move on to the next thing that I want to release now, to finalise this point around controlling and micromanage, micromanaging, sorry, I want to normalise it. This is something I see at the beginning of every single one of my one-to-one clients' journeys. I notice these control tendencies and within them, I can see that they know that this isn't right but they don't know how to let go of it. They don't know what to do with it. And that's the thing about controlling and micromanaging. What you're essentially doing is not allowing space for grace. You're not allowing space to be supported, perhaps by a support that isn't actually visible to you. But when you rely on your own strength, when you cling, when you try to hold everything in place because of what might happen if you don't cling, so all of the what ifs, all of the fear that I talked about earlier on, if you're believing that if you're not there to hold it together, something bad is gonna happen, something's gonna fuck up, it's not gonna go your way anymore, and you're turning all of your attention to the fear, and you're not giving yourself any opportunity to focus on anything other than the what ifs. That's what we're doing when we're micromanaging. I remember reading in one of Rebecca Campbell's books that it is impossible to trust and control at the same time. Let that sink in. It's impossible to trust and control at the same time. And I talked earlier on in this episode about taking courageous action, you know, taking bold steps in life and business, which I am a huge advocate for. And I get my own Thrive Together members, my one-to-one clients to take the action that they once felt that they couldn't, to step into a version of themselves that they once thought that they couldn't. 
And I too have felt the fear that comes with that. So I know the steps to take you through to enable you to do that. What I have learned is you can't cling and control and take courageous action and do the leaping steps all at the same time. And that's what I want you to tap into in releasing this. If you're, if this is something that you're listening to and thinking, yeah, I want some of that. I want to release some of that control too. Please, please know this. And I said this in previous episodes. I think I said it in the visualization episode, the one before this. You are supported by forces that you cannot see. You are more supported than you could ever, ever imagine. When you release that control, that clinging, that grip, when you release that need to micromanage and control everything, that is when the support will kick in. And I want you to find the courage within yourselves to release some of that control a little bit. Because I know in in me, when I release that control, when I allow space for support to come in, when I allow space for myself to receive, only good things happen. Only good things happen. So, and it requires trust and it requires faith. So the last thing that I want to say on this particular point is, rather than pay all of your attention to what could go wrong, the what ifs, the fear, how about starting to pay your attention to where you can trust where you can step into trust, where you can step into the faith that you will be supported. What what would happen, I wonder, if you turned your attention there? And that is a practice. Faith is a practice. Regardless of if you're religious or not, or what religion you buy into or not, faith is a practice that you cultivate. So I would much rather, for any of you listening, myself included, I would much rather you spend your time intentionally cultivating your faith and trust as opposed to unintentionally, subconsciously, giving all of your time, attention and energy into the fear and the what if. And that is what will happen if we start to release control and the need to micromanage. As I've said numerous times now, I'm gonna be launching my first program. It's not my first program that I've ever launched, it's just my first program that I've ever launched as a business owner myself. You know that I've been in learning and development for the past 15 years, plus years. As I launch this, I don't wanna go into that space feeling like I need to micromanage everything. I just wanna be able to say, this is how many people roughly I want in that program that I feel like it would be a good energetic space for, in that program and then I want to release that and I want to do everything to get you as excited as me about it happening and it's mad because the more I let go and the more I release control of oh will enough people sign up and all that shit that normally happens in your head I'm looking right now at the page that I've got on my website for registering to do your thing and the figure in my head of where I'm going to cap the amount of people that are allowed in it's already at half capacity and that is not to say that all of those people will sign up. This The thing that's up there at the moment is just a register your interest page. But what I'm saying is when I release control, when we release the need to control everything, beautiful things happen. When you start to see evidence of those beautiful things happening, my God, it's such a gift. It is such a gift. So that's the first thing that I wanted to share with you. And the second thing and the final thing that I want to share with you about what I am intentionally releasing and letting go of. Sorry, note on letting go of and releasing that I should have mentioned earlier. It doesn't mean, you know, that when we say I'm going to release it, I'm going to let go of it. Like, that's it, done. It's never going to crop up again. (laughs) This is a practice, okay? So when I do this myself, it's like, oh, I identify it, I release it, I let it go. But it requires me to keep doing that. 
I ha have I said that already? I'm not sure. I don't think I have. So let me say it now. This shit, it'll keep coming up. This is like deep, deep, deeply rooted habits, stories, beliefs that we're identifying and we're going, oh, I see you. You no longer serve me. Off you fuck. But that doesn't mean that it's not gonna ever show up again. So <laughs> once we um, once we identify it, we have to then be committed to re-re-re-releasing it as it crops up in the future. So yeah, I just wanted to put that in at this point in the episode, just as a just in case you're like, okay, cool, so I've done this releasing work, but it's still coming back. Okay, yeah, that's because you've got to commit now to releasing it on an ongoing basis, knowing that it still doesn't serve you, right? That might be really obvious. You might be listening to this thinking, obviously, but just in case, you know. So second and final thing is I'm releasing the need to control how I am perceived, how I am understood out there in the world. I think this is a big thing when you've got your own business and you're building your brand. There is so much fucking noise about building a brand identity and marketing yourself and all of that stuff. Let me tell you what came up because it's quite a cute story that um, came up when I was journaling around this. Do you remember that scene in Bridget Jones where Mark Darcy says to her, I like you just the way you are. We all swooned over that moment, didn't we? Didn't we? Let me know. Let me know. Get in my um, mail. Get in my chat. Let me know. That is the moment that sprang to mind when I was journaling around releasing this. And that might sound odd, but hear me out. When Mark Darcy says it to Bridget Jones, we all swoon. But if I said, oh, I, I woke up this morning and I looked in the mirror and I said, Nikki, I like you just the way you are. Would a little bit of you cringe? Be honest. It's okay. Was there a small part of you that was like, oh my God, you looked in the mirror and you said to yourself, you like yourself just the way you are. Just see how that sits with you. Just see how that sits with you. And you know what? If needs be, pause the episode right now, go and find a mirror, look in it and say, Joe Bloggs, which is your name, I love you. I like you just the way you are. Pause the episode, go do that now. What came up? What came up? Was there any part of you that felt like a fraud? Was there any part of you that was like, I can't fucking do that. I'm not doing that. I refuse to do that. Was it easier to see the parts of yourself that you don't like? Or, or this is a big one, was it conditional? Well, I do like you actually, but I'd like you a little bit better without that thing or with this or without that, if this was fixed, if you know what I mean? It's like, this is really important to notice because this exercise, it's very conscious, but day to day, your self-loathing levels and the need to control how you're perceived by other people, it is ruling the roost, <laughs> ruling the roost. And for me, the way that this played out is I have spent a lot of time in 2021 being overly concerned with the way that I have been being perceived. So this isn't, let me be really clear, this isn't in a aesthetic way. I'm not talking about how I'm perceived as in, do people like the way I look or are people happy with the way I'm presenting myself? As I said at the beginning of this point, this was for me around the way I market and brand myself. And I had so much shit to let go of in all of this. And I went into detail on this particular point in episode 55 around this need to let go of the word leadership in a corporate sense and call in what I actually fucking do and not worrying about who gets it and who doesn't. 
And I see now that in 2021, I spent so much time and energy trying to fine tune my messaging, not in a manipulative way, just because I I felt like I wasn't being clear with who I served. And I knew that because I was getting a lot of my one-to-one clients come to me and say, I'm not a CEO, but I think you can help me. I'm not a business owner, but I think you can help me. And what they were assuming leadership meant was I must have a team or I must have, I must make over, you know, a hundred grand a year managing a business or whatever it is. No, that's not what I mean by leadership. What I mean by leadership is making you lead in your life and business, removing all of the fear, all of the uncertainty, not removing it because it'll never be removed. I still face fear and uncertainty every single day, but that's the point, is putting you in a position where you are taking intentional action to move through fear, move through uncertainty. That is what leadership is. That is what truly leading in your life and business really looks like. And the fear for me that was coming up was, by the way, typical. If you're if you're into human design and if any of you share the same profile as me, so I'm a 2-4, for us, it is typical that we are very shit at A, being able to see our own unique special talents and B, we're very shit at being able to say what they are. <laughs> and so what that's caused within me is I used to obsess over this belief that people didn't really know what I did and therefore they wouldn't feel inclined to work with me. But now I am leaning into trust that as I share my work and my clients share testimonials back with me, they are the things that do the talking. I don't need to worry about what my website says. And the more I lean into this, the more I realise that this is my truth and my reality. When I did episodes 56 and 57, where I talked a lot about attention and focus, I can honestly say that in recording them, they made me also think about where my energy and my attention was going and how much I feel like I've wasted by obsessing over whether you guys will get me as opposed to just doing what I do and letting the right people come and the other people who I don't serve fall away. And this has happened, by the way. As you step more and more into your unique and authentic self, all of you listening, this isn't just about me, what you can expect is the more true to yourself you are, the more you will polarise people, which is the same as saying the more you you are, the more true to you you are and the more authentic to yourself you are, the more that people will resonate and be pulled closer to you and you will magnetise them. But also people who don't resonate with the authentic you, they will repel, they will fall away. And that sounds like, oh, it makes complete sense. Like I totally get that. But it takes for you to remain in fucking integrity and self-leadership and courage to execute that. Because fundamentally, as human beings, we are all scared of rejection. We are all scared of people falling away. And so it takes getting close to yourself and to stop consuming and being more like them to be more authentically you. And it takes courage to allow people to see the authentic you and to physically see them falling away because you are being more like you. So the true reality of that will look like People unfollowing you on social media, people leaving comments to say, I don't like this. People leaving reviews on your podcast to say, this isn't for me anymore. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be courageous anyway. Because what I've noticed about myself, and I know this will be true for you too, is the more you step into your most authentic self, the more you step into your own unique power, the same power that lives inside me, it lives inside you too the less inclined we are 
to reach for disempowering habits. I have noticed this massively in myself. The more I step into being more authentically me, the less I wanna go and eat something randomly out the kitchen. The more I step into being more authentically me, the less I want to, or I'm inclined to scroll on social media and compare myself. So what this has ultimately looked like for me is realizing that there was a fear of not being understood. And what that was actually manifesting itself as is it was making me live into an old identity that felt misaligned. It was leading me into feeling scared to be seen authentically. And I know that you will be able to relate to this regardless of what you do. Let me read you this. This is out of Light is a New Black and it's page 85. She says, we have experiences often stemming from childhood where we decided that our authentic self was not enough. A significant moment when we decided that it was safer, easier, less painful to shine a little less when we decided to dim to fit in. We don't need to have a conscious memory of these experiences for them to still affect us today. Our soul carries imprints from lifetime to lifetime, which hold wisdom gained from lessons learned, as well as past traumas that are waiting to be healed. We are here to heal those traumas that are standing in our way and preventing us from stepping into our most authentic selves. When we step into our own authentic power, we are unafraid of letting our biggest authentic self to be seen regardless of who is in front of us isn't that gorgeous <laughs> and so i encourage you to do the same you don't have to be a business owner or creating something to do this you could just be trying really hard with your family or in work to be understood in a certain way but it takes for a true leader to have courage to go first to be their most authentic selves to step out first and what you will find is by doing that, you forge a path that ignites a spark in other people and makes it safe for them to do the same. So there you have it. They are the two biggies that I am committed to releasing and letting go of and not taking through into 2022 with me. And having talked about releasing all of that, I just want to drop a little note here of all of the things I actually journaled on this this morning. All of the things that releasing these are starting to allow for me. It's allowing me to receive, receive support and guidance and grace and opportunities and things that I couldn't have hustled through micromanaging and control. It's allowing for a confidence that I couldn't have hustled for. So that that confidence in me, it's like the way it feels is like this protection that I can't see, but I can feel. It's like a trust that it will all be okay anyway. That is coming to the surface again. My inner wisdom is being heard again. And these are things that you cannot buy. You cannot buy them. You can't read a book and get them. You can't take a course and get them. It has to be through the inner work. This is why I wanted for such a long time to bring the inner work, my inner work that I wanna share with you out into the world. The other thing, the last thing that I wanna share with you is it's allowed my roots to go deeper. When I walk down the road now, I look at trees and I realize that the only reason that that tree gets to stand so powerfully tall is because of how deep its roots are. And that growth, that growth of getting your roots deeper and deeper and deeper, that's not the kind of growth that is Instagram worthy. That is not the kind of growth that is beautiful and contoured. It is the kind of growth that is fucking messy and cryy face, you know? <laughs> you can't even see that kind of growth, but it's the most powerful growth of all. And most importantly, last thing I've, I've got written down here is, releasing all of this is making space for me to see that I'm worthy without the accolades, without the parts of me that are presentable to the world, 
without the parts of me that have excelled in the past that I can rely on, I've sort of outgrown them. And I thought that that would feel scary, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel scary. It's starting to feel exciting and I want that for you too. So I hope that in me sharing what I am committed to releasing, that it too serves you. I hope that you take time after listening to this episode to consider what is it that you want to release and let go of? What is it that you want to surrender to? What is it that you want to not carry through into 2022? And what is it that you will commit to continually releasing for your highest good, for your own personal growth? And with that, I'm going to wrap up the episode. Have an intentional day. I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.